Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we are going to sit with a prayer of Jesus, and I I know this will sound dumb to say, but I, I'm reminded of Kendrick Lamar uh, in his um, latest album says in one of his songs over and over again, nobody's praying for me. And I remember actually listening to, to those words. Um, his album was deeply impactful actually to me and really feeling a sense of grief uh, at the thought that uh, he was saying what many of us feel, which is, you know, I'm alone, nobody cares. And so today I just want to say this to you, that if you belong to the Lord, if you're a Christian, even a struggling one, Jesus is praying for you. Uh, the Holy Spirit is praying for you. And so none of us actually are on our own, even if we feel like we're on our own. So I'm going to read a prayer of Jesus from John 17. This is from today's daily lectionary reading. Um, so if you're following along in your Anglican devotional plan uh, with the 2019 prayer book, which is my Bible reading plan, then you'll have seen this text as you do most of them when we do our podcast episodes. I'll read, we'll pray, then we'll just say a few things about the heart of Jesus for us. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world." And I'm coming to you, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you've given me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you've given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, as we sit with Jesus, um, his prayer for us, we pray that you would help us to hear this prayer as being from the heart of God for us right now, not just friends 2,000 years ago, but for us. Help us to hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So in this prayer, there is so much sharing going on. Jesus says he shares everything with the Father. They live in this relationship. And then he says, what I have received from the Father, I'm sharing with you, with Christians, with us. 
Um, the picture that I have in my mind when I hear Jesus praying for me and for you is of the Trinity icon. And if you've ever been to Trinity, the church where I serve as senior pastor, you've seen Andre Rublev's Russian icon of the Father, Son, and Spirit sitting at a table. And there's this open place at the table when you look at the icon stand before it that's seemingly just saying, you're invited to the table. And when I hear Jesus praying in this way, I feel invited to the table. I feel uh, drawn to move toward the Father, Son, and Spirit. So as Jesus is inviting you and me, and that's what he's doing, uh, he focuses on a couple of things as he prays for us. And so I want to just share those things with you today as you maybe are entering your day or wrapping your day up whenever it is you'd be listening to this podcast. Number one, he prays that you would be protected in your quest for unity and community. Why would he do that? I think it's because he knows how difficult unity and community are. And so he prays that we would be protected, that we would be sustained in this difficult work. And you know this as well as I do. We need this protection because we hurt one another. We find relationships and intimacy to be elusive and difficult. And so Jesus is saying, I want to pray for you. And many of us uh, right now in the midst of a, a scattered season, a pandemic season, are finding relationships to be challenging. I know personally of a lot of Christians in my own church and elsewhere who did not necessarily prioritize community relationships prior to the pandemic. And now that we need them more than ever before, we feel like it's almost impossible to make those relationships happen at this time. See, I think a lot of us have... Um, pre-pandemic relationships or community connections felt easy or convenient. You just show up to church or the gym or the coffee shop. And now that those things are harder to come by, we, we maybe are more aware of how desperately we need them and how hard it is to get those kinds of connections. And so I just want to say to you today that Jesus knows how hard it is. He knows how hard it is to foster intimacy in relationship. He knows that you and me have a hard time doing that, finding those relationships. And I just want to say he's praying for you. And the way that you and me, the way that we can participate with Jesus, work with him, is to not give up when it's hard. It's to press in. It's to not revert back to isolation or, or simply revert back to being shallow in our relating, but to risk enough to be real, raw, and vulnerable. I think there's a way for you and me to lean into Jesus's prayer on our behalf for unity by making ourselves available, by creating an open posture. Just literally before I recorded this podcast episode, I um, reached out to a friend to um, ask for lunch uh, because I'm actually struggling right now with some discouragement in my life. I feel um, a little bit beat down or um depressed, I guess you could use the word like pushing a button down. I, that's how I feel. And when I get that way, my tendency is to retreat to myself and my own thoughts and just try to soldier through it. And yet in this prayer, I hear the invitation to say, be open and be vulnerable. Even if it means you might be rejected, put yourself out there. Jesus is praying for you. And I just want to say that to you. I think some of us maybe need to hear that right now, that you are not alone you're being prayed for. 
The second thing that Jesus says in this passage as he prays for us is he prays that our joy would be complete, that we would experience complete joy. And I find that to be so interesting because he's just actually told us how hard it is. And now he says, I pray that my joy would be in you and that it would be complete. And y'all, joy is not the same thing as temporal happiness. Joy is something deeper. It's something settled. And yet a lot of us, we settle for pursuing happiness. Uh, Eugene Peterson, he's one of my favorite pastors. He just passed away actually in the last year or so, a couple of years ago. He said this, joy is not a requirement of Christian discipleship. It is a consequence. It is not what we have to acquire in order to experience life in Christ. It's what comes to us when we are walking in the way of faith and obedience. Joy is a consequence. It's not a requirement, and it's certainly not a commodity. But what we do is that we try to capture happiness, not joy, because consequences as a result of obedience, that takes a long time. Actually, the quote that I just read came from his wonderful book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And we find oftentimes that we don't have the energy or don't think we have the energy to do a long obedience, to engage in a long obedience, so we just seek happiness. And this is what Peterson says about happiness. He says, we pay someone to make jokes, tell stories, perform dramatic actions, sing songs. We buy the vitality of another's imagination to divert and enliven our own poor lives. The enormous entertainment industry in America is a sign of the depletion of joy in our culture. Society is a bored, gluttonous king employing a court jester to divert it after an overindulgent meal. But listen to what Peterson says. But that kind of joy never penetrates our lives, never changes our basic constitution. The effects are extremely temporary. A few minutes, a few hours, a few days at most. When we run out of money, the joy trickles away. We cannot make ourselves joyful. Joy cannot be commanded, Peterson says, purchased or arranged. See, what Jesus is saying is don't trade your joy invitation for temporal happiness. He's saying cultivate a kind of life that will settle you into something deeper. Did you know that it's possible to feel discouraged or to feel alone and yet possess joy. It's, it's possible to be in a hard spot and have your feelings get a bit sideways and yet still remain in an abiding place of joy. I believe that Jesus wants you and me to know that we are covered by him and that it's possible for us to be settled even when things are hard. And here's what Jesus says here toward the end. He, Praise that we would finish well. He essentially says that, uh, Lord, sanctify them, you and me, in the truth. And I think that's such an important word for us right now because we're, many of us, facing lots of trial and tribulation, lots of difficulty. And Jesus here is saying, I, I want you to finish well. I pray that you would finish well. And probably some of you woke up this morning thinking, God, just get me through this day. I, I did, actually. I, I woke up and just said, Lord, I, I don't know if I have enough. Um, you know, it's really hard sometimes as a pastor to wake up feeling really discouraged, knowing that you've got to write and record sermons of encouragement all day. And that's where I was when I woke up this morning. And I thought, Lord, I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I have it. 
And yet here I am sitting here with a Bible open and telling you what I know to be true and settled truth in my own life, which is that regardless of how we feel, that God is with us and Jesus is praying for us and there is a way forward, there is a way through. And so I just want to say to you today that if all you can muster is, Lord, give me enough to be present today, that the Lord Jesus is also praying for you, that you would not only finish today well, but that you would finish well as you walk the walk and run the race that is your life. This bend in the road is not the end of your story. And like we said earlier in the week and the podcast, even death is not the end of your story. The darkest darkness that can come your way and mine is not the end. Resurrection is what's waiting for us on the other side of the trial, the tribulation. And so I pray for you today that you would learn to be present. I pray that you would train your heart and mind to be present and to look for a settled space to exist even in the midst of hardship. Father, I ask for your grace and your mercy. I pray for your blessing to be with my friends. I pray that you would settle us in the reality of who you really are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm -hmm.